Hello and welcome to Who Keeps Us Safe, a podcast by Asian Americans exploring safety in our communities and beyond. This is a project of Parasol, Pacific Rim Solidarity Network, a Chinese and Taiwanese diaspora activist organization. I'm Jen, and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Andy, and I use he, him pronouns. I'm Alex, and I use they, them pronouns. I'm Ryan, and I use they, them pronouns. And through this podcast, we will examine the ideas of safety, community, and policing from the perspective of Asian Americans living in Seattle. This episode marks a change for us in a few different ways. Our first six episodes were done as a grant partnership with local Seattle radio station KVRU 105.7 FM. Though the grant was completed, we decided to continue doing the podcast with a few different format changes. Because the podcast was formatted for radio, our first six episodes tended to be close to an hour in length each. Going forward, we decided to make our episodes shorter, which makes them more accessible for listeners and easier for us to produce as an all-volunteer production team. Additionally, our first six episodes were on a monthly schedule, but from now on, we will be producing podcasts as the content dictates. Now with those changes in mind, let's get into our first episode with our new formatting. For this episode, we want to give a content warning as we'll be discussing physical violence and the murder of Asian women and massage workers. It's hard to believe it's been one year since the killing of eight people at massage parlors in Atlanta, Georgia. If you're unfamiliar with the events, on March 16th, 2021, Robert Aaron Long went to three different massage parlors in the Atlanta metro area and shot nine different people, killing eight of them. Of the eight people that died that day, six of them were Asian women. In episode four of Who Keeps Us Safe, we interviewed members of the Massage Parlor Outreach Project, or MPOP a group who provides outreach support to Asian immigrant massage workers in Seattle's Chinatown International District, or CID. The group decided to hold a vigil in the CID to mark the anniversary of the events, and we were there to cover the event. Members were kind enough to answer a few questions during the vigil. Unfortunately, we had some sound difficulties with the introductions to this segment. So we'll go ahead and introduce the two speakers. They are Chingy Chin and Diana Shin, both from MPOP. Uh, okay, can you just give me your, your names, pronouns, and the organizations you're a part of? I'm Chingy Chen, I use they them pronouns, um, and I'm part of the MPOP core. I'm Diana Shin, I use she, her pronouns, and same with MPOP. Okay, so I just wanted to ask, uh, why did you organize this event and why people out here today? Initially, we were planning to have a small vigil for workers and volunteers, and then we realized the need to just be inclusive of our broader community um, in terms of grief and fear and also solidarity with others. And so I think that's why we ended up holding this event as it was today. I think we recognize that there was a need to come together to just mark this year. Um, a lot has happened and then also recently there have been some murders 
um, of massage parlor workers in New Mexico, so it's ongoing, and we wanted to um, we wanted to also uh, make space for that. Okay, thank you. Um, and so it's it's been one year uh, since the um, since the killings of massage parlor workers. Uh, how does it feel one year out as organizers uh, that support uh, massage parlor workers? I think that um, it has been a year of a lot of building because um, I think before that happened, um, we didn't have, I think we didn't have as much in terms of resources around volunteers um, and financial support. And so I, I think that we really like focused on strengthening our relationship with workers and um, and just trying to meet the needs that are um, expressed during outreach. And as Chingy said as well, um, it feels like the event in Atlanta had a lot of attention and press, but the more recent uh, murders in Albuquerque have been equally just uh, disturbing and um, frightening for massage workers in our area too. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to add? Just in building on what Diana said, I think there's an ongoing need for uh, a different way of thinking about safety. Um, and so I think one of the things that we're focused on is like how can we proactively do safety planning ahead of time um, and do it in a way that is um, inclusive and it has to be out-of-the-box thinking um, and so I think we are you know trying different things out and, and kind of seeing what works yeah and also hoping to include more workers in um, getting their feedback and uh, like decision making there too great thank you for organizing this event and thank you for your time uh, uh, with this interviews So could you tell me your name, pronoun, and organization? Uh, my name is JM. I go by she, her, they, them. I'm here as part of MPOP, um, Massage Parlor Outreach Pro Project, and also part of Parasol. And um, why was this event organized today? To commemorate the deaths that happened last year, um, to really reinforce that these were poor Asian women who died, and that we really rejected weaponization of their death by you know, leaders in our community that want to use that to reinforce police presence, that's one part of it. But also just to remember that people are still struggling out here. And there has been an uptick in anti-Asian violence and we have to collectively think of solutions that don't criminalize, further criminalize other marginalized people in our communities. And one year out from the events that happened uh, to the massage parlor workers in Atlanta and other places, uh, how does it feel now as an organizer that supports uh, massage parlor workers? We have built a lot of really meaningful relationships with massage workers and really connected with them. And, you know, a lot of that work is um, long term um, on the DL kind of connection, relationship building. And I'm really grateful to say that as a team, we have been focusing on that and it's been really meaningful. The visual 
this year is a lot smaller than the one last year, but I think the fact that we have a lot of massage workers in the audience today, um, this visual is really for them. Anything else you want to add? Um, yeah, that there are, you know, people in the Asian community who are struggling and, you know, we want to think about community safety with them in mind and not just resort to further criminalization, which also impacts those amongst us that are most vulnerable and marginalized. Appreciate it. Thanks for organizing this event and thank you for your time. It's great to see that MPOP is still working on creating safety in Seattle's CID while also supporting some of its most vulnerable community members. For more information on MPOP, we encourage you to go back and listen to our fourth episode, which focuses on MPOP's work. We also recommend that you check out our episode titled From Chinatown to Chinatown to hear more about other organizations supporting Asian immigrant sex workers in other cities. We'd like to thank the members of MPOP for contributing their time and thoughts, and for the important work that they continue to do in our city. We're also thankful for all of our listeners. We'd love to hear your reactions or questions to our content. You can connect with us on Instagram at whokeepsussafe, or you can email us at wkus.pod at gmail.com. See you all next time on Who Keeps Us Safe. The podcast hosts for today's episode, Alex, Jen, Andy, and Ryan, are a small team of local community organizers who also produce and edit the episodes for Who Keeps Us Safe. We organize and record our podcast on the unceded ancestral lands of the Coast Salish peoples, specifically the Duwamish tribe. Special thanks to all the artists who have contributed to the podcast artwork, including Tien, Jai, and River. <laughs>